I'm Ethan Finn. And I'm Chase Sanchez. And welcome to The Think Tank. To kick off 2021, Chase and I sat down with Alex Hilton. Alex, much like previous guests, is involved in a lot of different creative outlets. He's into coffee, songwriting, sports, and so much more. Join us today as we take Alex into the think tank. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. It's uh, it's a new year. New year, right, Chase? New year, new me. That's you know right. what they say. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. Um, yeah, so this is the first episode of 2021 and the first episode of 2021 for Think Tank Podcast, of course. Uh, and what better way to kick off this year than with uh, welcoming a good friend of mine, Alex Hilton, to the show. Welcome, Alex. Thank you guys for having me. It's awesome to be here. Dude, anytime, yeah. bro. Yeah, I know we've been trying to get this ha- to happen for a while. Just I know. <laughs> hasn't really lined up, but uh, I'm glad we could find a time that yeah, was totally. able to work. Um, so, Alex, we're just going to sort of break the ice by like asking a few uh, icebreaker questions for you. Awesome. Um, and then and then we'll just get into the conversation. Sweet. Uh, so, Chase, you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, I can start. So, okay. the first one I have for you... Is if you could, what would you tell everyone in the world right now? Oh shoot! <laughs> um, or like, what's a piece of like advice or like encouragement or something? Right, I got you. Um, I think a big one is like people. I don't know. I think I think COVID is gonna get a lot better this year because last year it's kind of it's kind of easy to beat last year because last year was was pretty garbage. But I mean, like, <laughs> I think I think it's important not to set our expectations too high for this year um but to still have like a lot of hopes for this year because i think we can get really like uh disappointed if we put our hopes way too high for this year but i think that this year could definitely be like a really awesome year um but there's still gonna be like challenges and there's gonna be like a lot of drawbacks because of covid um but i think i think this year can be an awesome year but just not set our hopes too high um and just be like very realistic still so i think that's what i would say it's kind of depressing in a way, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. dude, I, I totally feel that because uh, I know for me at least, like, I remember last year I was thinking, oh, well, you know, by, by summer everything will be, like, pretty I know, dude. And then I was like, oh, well, surely they, <laughs> yeah, won't, totally. they, won't, yeah. they, they won't keep this up for much longer. And then I was right, like, exactly. You know, but here we are. So that's a very good point. So weird, man. Yeah, and it's also really smart because a lot of people are going to be very let down not to get super dark here. Right. You know, yeah. but, like suicide rates have gone up and depression is high and it's like you know setting yourself up for something that may or may not happen like is not going to help in that situation right so because like everyone's in isolation right now and so like it's not going to get like magically better all of a sudden you know what i mean so i don't know yeah Yeah, i i i I agree with you for sure all right and then uh alex what is one of your biggest regrets in life Oh shoot! Hit me with all the hard questions, bro. <laughs> uh, what is the absolute biggest thing you ever regret? Oh heck! Um, you know, I think I think one of the biggest ones is so. Um, I have two older brothers, um, mm-hmm. and they both went away to college at the same time. And so I think I think one of the biggest ones was that I didn't spend time or spend more time with them uh before they left um i think i was looking forward to spending time just by myself because i was like always around them Uh but then when they left finally then i was like shoot i really missed them and i didn't like take advantage of all the times that i could have like hung out with them 
And so I think it's like one of my biggest ones is that I didn't like capitalize and like look forward to the future of when I would be alone. You know what I mean? So I think, I think one of the biggest things is just like taking advantage of the time we have and, and like knowing that it's not going to last forever. So yeah. Bro, you got some good answers here tonight. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) dude, that's good. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I I totally understand that. Um, it's so hard yeah. when like people move away, and especially like family members, because it's like something you know it's gonna happen. It's like you know right. the day is coming, but like you don't really think about it until it happens. Exactly. Yeah. My brother's going off to um, Liberty University in like Dang. the end of this term, so it'd be like May June. Uh, and I'm I don't know I'm I think I know how it's gonna be, and it's gonna be fine. But I don't know. We'll see. It'd be kind of different just living here with my parents, but. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally get it. Yeah. All right. Second question. Funniest moment. Oh, funniest moment. There's a lot Shoot. in the life of Alex Hilton. <laughs> with, with me, there's too many. <laughs> um, uh, I, so, okay. I think this is a pretty good one. So, um, I was in this, like, public speaking, like, class or whatever called Toastmasters. Wow. Um, and so, it was weird and really I, I don't like speaking in in front of people at all um but so what we would do is so we would meet at like Rayleigh's because they had like this big meeting room in the back and so that that worked um but something I, I did not know was that when you left the room they like uh, the the doors locked right behind you oh, no. um and so so I was trying to like um talk for like a minute or whatever because that was one of like little assignment things and then I kept on messing up um, and so the teacher was like, Alex, just like clear your head, just leave the room and then come back in and, and we can try this again. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I, I left the room and then I tried to come back in and like the door was, was like totally locked. And so I, I just started oh, banging no. on the door. I'm like, I, I cannot come back in. And then I, it was, it was, it was not the best way to start over again because then like everyone was laughing at me. And so I walked back in and I'm like, well, time to try again for this. Oh man, it was, it was yeah. awful. You just walk in, everyone's like looking at you. Exactly. Yeah. So just, well, <laughs> you oh, get a crack gosh. out of this kid, eh? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly, funny. dude. Dude, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of embarrassing. Like if that happened to me, I, I would have just left been like, yeah, I'll and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I retired from high yeah. school. <laughs> I told you I was going to come back when I'm ready. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> right, exactly. My time, not your time. Right. Um, and then, Alex, one more for you. Uh, what is the one thing that you wish you knew as a kid? Or not the one thing, but just one thing you wish you knew yeah. when you were younger that you now know? So, like, something you'd tell your younger self. These are really good questions. Oh, my gosh. Um, one thing that... Hmm. I think it kind of is like my last answer, but just like, just knowing that every moment is important to take advantage of. Mm. Um, because I think I just spend a lot of time wasting my time, um, and, and not really like doing things to the fullest. And so I think, I think especially when I was younger, I didn't realize how fast life actually is. Um, because I'm, I'm going away to college pretty soon. And so that's like a really weird feeling. Cause like, I think as a little kid, I never thought it would actually like come up so fast, but now like I'm getting ready to go away. And so it becomes a lot more real. So I think one thing that I wish I knew is that just like life is going to go really fast. So just like live life to the fullest. I don't know. Dude, that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. You came prepared, even though we didn't tell you these in advance, (laughs) which is interesting. I know. Um, But dude, that's, uh, that's really, uh, really wise of you, you know? 
Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel very wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a huge thing. I mean, so many people yeah. just watch their life go right past them. And they don't right. realize it till they're older. Um, exactly. For sure. And yeah, you start college, it's a whole other ballgame. I know. I'm I'm pretty nervous, dude. <laughs> where, where are you thinking about going to college? So um, there's a place in Colorado called, called uh, Worldview at the Abbey. Okay. Um, and so it's like a one year program. And so, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of, uh, worldview Academy. Oh yeah. Um, Corbin's yeah. done it. Um, yeah, I went, so, I went to it. Oh they, really? They nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I think the same people who do the camps run that, um, that, that one year program. Gotcha. And so, um, it's in Colorado. And so it really just like focuses on just like growing your character, growing closer to God and just like becoming like much more mature overall. Okay. Um, and so like right now I don't know what I want to do because I have way too many interests. Um, and so it's really <laughs> hard to pinpoint to like what I want to do. Totally. Um, and so I think that will help me just like to grow as a person and then mm. just to figure out what I want to do next. Um, so I'm really, really scared, but I'm really looking forward to it. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. It yeah. is kind of scary too. Cause you're just like, uh, uh like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, just as long as you're not one of those people, not no disrespect to anyone out there, but, uh, you know, people that like change their major so many times through college. I know. It's, yeah, like, like three it's times. almost a waste of money, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's yeah, like you're like... wasting thousands of dollars. Exactly. You don't even know what you're going to do. Um, yeah. So that's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah. dude, Colorado is so beautiful. Dude, I don't know if you've ever been there. it is so pretty. Yeah, yeah, I have. Dude, it's, oh, gosh. It's awesome, bro. I want to move there someday. So, Dude, I know. It's so pretty. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, Alex... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Why are you? Why are you interested? Yeah, you have a, Why should we you have, have a podcast, you on the show right? today? Yeah, I do have a podcast. Um, so just to run down, like me, basically, um, I, I, um, I guess you call me like a singer songwriter, but that seems that, that seems way more official than I actually am. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a podcaster. Um, I play basketball and volleyball. I play the piano at my church. Um, I don't know. I and I'm a senior, so that's basically me in a very, very concise nutshell. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's what's up. And uh, what yeah. what podcast do you host? So uh, my podcast is Tidbits the Show. Uh, shout out right now. Um, <laughs> and so I started it back in May, I believe, um, because I was very bored in quarantine, and so the first few episodes were insanely rough. Um, but then, but then after like the first season, I'm like, okay, okay. And so then I started like, uh, building it more. Um, and so it's just a very like funny, goofy podcast, but I think now I'm becoming more serious. Um, and I'm just asking more like in-depth questions, which I think is really cool because I think in a podcast kind of like your guys is, um, it's important to give the listeners something that they didn't know and they, and they leave feeling that it was like a good use of their time, you know, and and not like Uh an utter waste. Um, cause at the beginning I was wasting everyone's time. It was, it was, (laughs) it was so bad. I'm just like, okay, what, what's one funny thing you want to say? It was, it was just like, it was so, so bad. Um, but now I think it's a lot more in depth and, um, and it's shorter, um, which I think each podcast lends itself to different lengths, but I think for my kind of venue and like niche I'm kind of going for, um, it's a, it's a good amount of time. And so I think, I mean, I like it. Um, and I don't know if, if it's going to go anywhere, but it's a fun little hobby and I like to visit the show. So, yeah, yeah dude, I, I've definitely noticed that over the last month or so. Um, yeah. cause I know when you originally started, it was, it was very sort of like segmented, like 
kind of right. random comedy stuff, which obviously is still in there. Like it's still funny. You still have those yeah. moments, but like now you you really focus in on the person and sort right. of ask them about them and like talk about them, which I really really love. I mean, I think it's so cool because, yeah. um, uh, you know, there's still the the humor and charm that your show was kind of born with, but like it yeah. now has um, some variety. You know, and yeah. some like co- cohesiveness across the totally. board from like different guests, which is super cool. Thank um, you, man. Appreciate yeah, that. Of course. Yeah. And I'm sure that stuff too comes with like experience, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird learning curve, I think, because mm-hmm. like I have learned a ton from doing podcasts and like, even though I'm not like crazy big right now, like I think just starting a podcast and just like doing a ton of research helps a ton with like tons of aspects. So totally. mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not to like, spoil anything for our show because we don't really have like a plan or anything yet but like i don't know chase and i have kind of talked about like doing other show styles as well in addition to just an interview with someone every week that way like you give people like more of a variety you know right Um, and i think with podcasting especially is um it's it's sort of like it's a super like saturated market like there's so many podcasts out there it's crazy dude (laughs) and it's one of those things where like i feel like it kind of discourages people and they don't feel like they'll ever need, like they'll never be able to, um, you know, garner any sort of support or whatever. But yeah. I mean, I know that like even chase and I have been doing this for like less than a month, maybe a little more over a month now, actually. Cause this is, it'll be like a little eight over weeks, yeah. eight weeks ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so two months maybe. And we have, um, we have like, you know, seen, seen like crazy strides just from the beginning. That's yeah, it's, awesome. it's weird. It's and, like yeah. totally unexpected. It's yeah, like totally. super cool. keeps you going too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where I don't think people should be discouraged or whatever because it there's there's definitely a market out there, especially right because like with podcasts you can do anything. It's not like I YouTube. Know, yeah. where you, it's not like YouTube where you sort of have to make a video that's like kind of with the trend, like with the the fad or whatever's happening in YouTube right mm-hmm. now. You know, like there's a certain like. Like, for example, like, vlogs aren't as popular as they used to be. Like, there's only a few select vloggers that are, like, really big. And, like, right, yeah. vlogs, vlogs used to be everyone was doing vlogs. But, like, with mm-hmm. podcasting, I mean, it, it could be anything. It's it's anything. And so I think yeah. it's, it's also a lot easier than other forms of media. So Right. That's super cool, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you are you said you're a singer and songwriter. What, what kind of stuff have you, have you done? Um, so let's see, I think I go all over the place. Um, but mainly I stick with like pop songs slash like folk and kind of just like alternative, which, and, and, and that's a very broad genre. Um, <laughs> but I think it's more that kind of like, it's really hard to describe. I think, I think there's elements of a lot of things in there because I really like hip hop beats and just like, um, I think the beat is probably one of the most important things in songs. Or, yeah. or or at least in my songs. Um, and then I love getting a good melody. Um, and so I think that does put it under alternative. Um, so kind of like One Republic or Imagine Dragons or just kind of that kind of genre. Mm. Um, and so I started back in 2016. That was when I first wrote my first song. And that song was garbage. It was so <laughs> bad. Uh, I just looked back and I'm like, what, what was I thinking? Um, but it's really cool to see the kind of progression um of of me getting better at writing songs because like now i'm not a pro but i can definitely see improvement um and it's really really cool because i think i have now well over 100 songs that i've written 
um, and maybe not completed, but um, but it is really cool just to see how how far I've come in just like four or three years. So, it's so you, five years now. What yeah. you're telling me is that you have written uh, like over double the amount that Corbin has written. Yeah, because yeah, I know wow. Corbin has written like a bunch. That's crazy. Yeah, Dang. dude, Corbin. Okay, can I just shout out Corbin right now? Like, Corbin is an insane songwriter. Like, he is his true. his lyrics and his producing are insane. So, like, I think I'm I'm more of the kind of person who who writes a song and doesn't really produce it. I think I focus more on the lyrics and getting a really really good melody. And then if I want to produce it, I'm just like, okay, Corbin, can you just like do this for me? And then <laughs> he like, okay, okay, I got you. And so. Um, I think I think it's really cool that Corbin does what he does because he is crazy talented at so many things, um, and I think being a producer and a musician is really helpful too. Um, and and that's something I'm trying to go into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely am more comfortable with just like sitting down on the piano and just like writing songs there. So totally, yeah. So so you don't like record your stuff. You just like write it, and then it's just like a sheet music, basically. Um. So. Back when I first started, um, I used GarageBand and my phone mic, and that was that that worked, but it was terrible. And my voice sounded bad, and my melodies were awful, and everything about the songs were was <laughs> was so bad. Um, but now, um, my dad got us Logic Pro, which is so nice. Um, and so there's there's a lot more instruments on there, and so I got a MIDI keyboard, um, and so I'm starting to produce more of my own songs, but I still. I, I think Corbin's just on a whole new level. Just like he just makes everything sound so good. And so yeah. I think I still like sticking with just the piano. And if I want to record a demo, I will. Um, but I do feel a lot more comfortable with just like like getting the bare bones of the song. Um, yeah. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I feel like GarageBand, though, is probably like one of the best like starting like kind of apps you could it use. Is. But you're, it gets to, there's only so much you can do with it, you know? Like, <laughs> right. Our, your first few songs it's you kind of run out of like things you can do with it yeah. right i think i think songwriting is one of the things that if you want to have have better quality it just needs a lot of money to be poured into it um which is yeah. kind of unfortunate um because i think with podcasting it it kind of lends itself to the person who doesn't have a lot of money because like you can have a podcast with not that much money like it's it's yeah. kind of awesome how how cheap of, of a budget you can be on but with like songwriting and recording and producing just there's a lot of money that can be poured into that like never-ending hole because just like you can always have a better mic a better midi keyboard better and, and like better anything basically so sure. yeah like i think it's definitely hard, yeah. all the hours you want on it but when you go and play music like on spotify or whatever it's just different you know like right it's, there's something about it that like you can't match yeah yeah it's also super hard and maybe that's just coming from someone who's not very talented in that uh like realm uh but i don't know just the whole like even just yeah producing a song that's already been made covering a song is like so hard corbin and i spent four hours like doing a cover and obviously we're not going to publish it or anything it was just kind of for fun but yeah um, it's it's one of those things where like to to write your own song to come up with all that all the pre-planning and then producing it i mean that's just hours of time and it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's it sucks it really does because uh you know most people that like do music like it's kind of like acting in a way where like most people don't like make it big and become huge right um i mean obviously it's not probably as rare as like a famous actor but um it's one of those things where it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money 
and a lot of people don't have that. <laughs> um, right. But I think it's it's super cool, just like the raw talent that you and, and Corbin have um, to be able to do that kind of stuff. Well, thanks, uh, dude. Yeah, dude, of course. And, yeah. And I think that like, I think that music is a lot easier to get noticed than like in Hollywood because there's places like SoundCloud and and, and even That's like true. Apple Music where mm-hmm. where you can like have pretty bad sound, but if people can like can see past the bad recording quality, then like you can really make it big. Because I think. I think Khalid got noticed on SoundCloud and then, yeah. and then he made it crazy big and he's like one of the best artists right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it doesn't really matter where you start from as long as you just have raw talent, like you said, which is like really, really important. For sure. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's actually super easy to um, utilize these different platforms. They're like user friendly, right. which is, which is true. That's good. Yeah. Um, so you play piano for your church, you said? I do. Yes. I, I started like two years ago because my dad forced me and I was very uncomfortable and I do not like being in front of people at all. Uh Um, and so I played like one song for like this Christmas thing and then I'm like, okay, that wasn't too bad. And people were like, that was such a blessing. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I, I I guess I didn't sound that bad. Um, and so now I play pretty regularly and it's, it's just really awesome to play with my dad for one, but then just to bless like the, the people of the church in in that way because i think totally i think as a teenager in the church it is kind of hard to find ways to serve that isn't like really forced and weird you know um <laughs> but i but i think it's helpful having my dad be the worship leader and then him him giving that kind of outlet for me to use my gifts in a way that will bless other people so i think it's really awesome that i can do that and it is a blessing for me too so that is yeah. cool do you see like yourself yeah. sort of utilizing that in your career like maybe taking that to the next level because it seems like uh, seems like music seems like uh, something that you should pursue. Music is kind of the like, I would say it's my essence basically. Like, I think I just like live and breathe music. Um, but it's hard because music can't really pay the bills easily. Yeah, um, true. And I and and another brother who's majoring in music with like an emphasis on like voice and stuff like that. Um, and so he is crazy good at that, but it's still really hard to provide for yourself and like really support yourself. Um, yeah. And so I'm kind of just like seeing that and like thinking to myself, that would be really awesome. But then I also want to come back to earth and just like say, well, I need like a very, very steady income in order to like actually go that path. So, um, mm. so I, so I think now I'm, it's going to be more of a hobby. Um, I might put some stuff out there on SoundCloud or Apple music. Um, but right now it's more of a pipe dream just to, get big and just get followers or whatever. But, um, but I definitely love making music. Um, that's probably like my biggest hobby. Um, and so I don't know, I think it's definitely hard to really like take the initial step of, of like making music and putting it out there because you're being very, very like vulnerable. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about making music is that I think for me, when my brothers went away to college, like music was kind of a therapy for me. Mm. Um, Because before that point, I had like hated piano um, and I did not want to do music at all. And I was very upset that my parents had made me do music and and piano as a whole. Um, But then when my brothers went away to college, um, I stopped doing the stuff in the book that the the teacher gave me. And I started just like making stuff up on my own. Um, And I think that was a really helpful turning point because like, I didn't have people to hang like to hang around with. And so I think the piano was kind of like that kind of coming back to point 
um, and it didn't ever change. And I could really like express myself in a way that I couldn't elsewhere. So I think piano definitely is a, is a kind of like anchor for me in a way. Um, and sure. I really love the piano. So That's yeah, awesome. yeah, I, yeah. I've definitely found just in other um, in other things and other interests that like when you are able to like be creative and do something on your own, it's far more effective and like beneficial. Uh, right. Yeah. For me, like I thrive on that kind of stuff. Like if I'm being told like what to do, what to play, what to like do all this stuff, like I'm not as successful because I'm like sort of trapped in there. Exactly. Mind. It's very suffocating. Yes. A hundred percent. And when I was younger, like fifth, sixth grade, I was like into writing a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I never liked, even now in English, like I don't like doing writing prompts unless it's like a creative uh-huh. writing prompt or like yeah. something where I make it up or I do it. Like, I don't like having to do like a report, for example, on like a book that we read. Cause okay. I don't know, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> no, yeah. it's, just, it's sort of, you know, mind numbing to me, but when it, when I can like just be creative about it, uh, it's a lot more fun. So right. I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. and yeah, I, again with the, uh, shoot, I had a point here. Um, uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Well, if I think of it, I'll come back to it. Um, yeah. yeah so you also used to work at the poor choice and is I that did. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Poor choice. Dude, poor choice. What a poor choice I made. No, I'm was, kidding. Was it, was it a bad choice? <laughs> yeah. My, it was know. an awesome job, man. Um, the pay was great and, and my coworkers were awesome and, great. and the management was really, really cool. And it was awesome because, um, so the owner, um, went to our church and so I, I knew him before working there. And so I think that was a kind of cool, cool in I had. Um, and so, I, I didn't really, they didn't really scam me before I went in there. And so it was a big leap of faith that they were taking with me because I was like 17 and I could be like a total, like, like loser teenager who would just like moping around, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad I, I was able to work there and I did learn a ton of stuff, even though I didn't like make coffee or anything. Um, I think just being in that side of the business and just seeing the behind the scenes, um, was huge because, I do have an interest in someday owning my own coffee shop. Mm. Um, and so before working there, I didn't really know exactly what went into making a business run. Um, and so it was really, really helpful just like seeing like how much stuff goes on behind the scenes yeah. That, yeah. that I didn't see. It's crazy. So crazy. Really? Um, yeah. So how does that like work? I, I always thought of like, how do people that work at coffee shops or like Starbucks or whatever, yeah, like how do they remember what each like what to put in each drink and like how much? Like I would just lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, and, right. And how like how long does that take to learn that? You know? Yeah, I know. Um, I remember, so I think it just takes a lot of mess ups, honestly. Um, <laughs> but then also just like a very very patient and trained barista um, to just like walk you through it because um, I think once you do like a hundred lattes or a hundred cappuccinos, like. It, it really becomes a very like strict formula and it's really hard to mess up a lot, um, which is nice. Um, and so I, so cappuccinos are basically not, not the smallest because there's smaller sizes obviously, but, um, cappuccinos are basically 12 ounces, I believe. And then lattes are 16 ounces typically. Um, and so there's more milk obviously in lattes and less milk in cappuccinos mm-hmm. and then milkers are with chocolate or whatever. Um, and so I think, I think it depends on the coffee shop for sure and, and what they add to make it taste unique. Um, but, but at least at poor choice, it was, it was very, very simple. And I think the hardest part was just the coffee art and there were some 
crazy good baristas, dude. Like some really? some guys could make like in like one guy made like a, like a like a unicorn and then like a seahorse on one, and I'm just like, bro, okay. how how are you so good? Oh my wow. gosh! So it was it was very very inspiring, but yeah. So different types of coffee are different sizes. Like, you, is that tr- is that what yes? I'm so what? so it depends. That's um, weird. So so. So, um, poor choice is more of a craft coffee place. So it's, it's more about like making the coffee drinking an experience, not just like a kind of wake me up. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think Jordan, the owner, like really, really wanted to emphasize that because like other places have the drinks be like kind of any size, which can work. But I think when they're a certain size, you can really taste like all, all the flavors that's meant to be tasted. Um, because in a cappuccino, like the coffee is probably the primary like taste, but then in, mm. in a latte, it's more the milk, um, flavor, but then there's a drink called a cortado, which is equal levels, uh, milk and espresso. And so mm-hmm. pe- people like that one a lot because it still has milk in it, but then the, the espresso is, is a lot stronger, obviously. And so that comes in like, like a six ounce or like a four ounce cup. So it's. It's more of a kind of shot glass, but it's it's definitely an experience that you won't forget. So wow, um, yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy cool. That's that's actually really interesting. I didn't know all it's this. It's so interesting. Yeah, I had no clue about any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it's sure. so crazy. What is your favorite drink at Poor Choice? Oh, shoot, man. <laughs> um, so when I first started, and even now, I think my my favorite drink, or or my favorite go to at least is is a mocha. Um, just because I love chocolate and mm-hmm. I love coffee. Um, but I think, I think, um, a chocolate cappuccino is also insanely good, especially iced. Um, uh, but not in this weather. Cause that would be kind of terrible if you've got <laughs> ice on like a 40 degree day. Um, but then also there's a drink called an undertow, which is a very, very insane, awesome drink. Um, so that's more of like a shot. And so there's there's layers um, of milk, sweetener, and espresso. Um, and so what you do is you just chug the whole thing right then and there. And so then oh. you just like taste the different flavors and temperatures all at the same time. And it is like oh. crazy, crazy good. But then it's over in like one drink. So yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that if I, if I just want an experience, I would go for an undertow. But if I want to like taste it for a while, um, then probably mocha. But there's so many moods I'm in for coffee drinking. So it really depends. So, yeah. so coffee making really is sort of just like coffee in general is really just like a, uh, like there's an art to it. It's not just, there's, it's not just, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's a huge coffee. art. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any like idea or just like some, uh, crazy, like uh dream of like where and like what, like, what kind of coffee shop you'd have or yeah. anything like that? Um, so when I was younger, um, me and a friend of mine start, like started just like uh, dreaming about owning our own coffee shop. Um, and we thought it'd be awesome to have it on the coast and it would just like look out over the ocean and people could just enjoy coffee there. And I think that still is a big like dream of mine, but it's hard to find 
the kind of customer base when you're like on the coast because sure there's like coastal towns but there's not like a steady income besides like two or three right. people it's probably also, yeah, so that's also prime real estate so you'd exactly yeah the lot the property is going to cost more than like the shop. i know exactly the property yeah but right um and so i think either that or like some very very urban place because i love downtown coffee shop vibes yeah um and so i I think I do like the kind of craft coffee, uh, coffee mentality um, of just having it be more of an art and an experience than kind of like a Starbucks. For sure. Um, I agree. But I don't know. I, I think I, I want to make it very, very accessible to, like, to everyone because I think one thing at coffee shops that I don't like um, – well, two things actually. Like One is the perfectionism that comes along with craft <laughs> coffee a lot, which I, I think is good, but I think – if it's to an extreme, then it becomes unhealthy and people get kind of scared away by it. Um, but, but then also, um, I don't like how expensive a lot of coffee is, um, because people like come in and they're like, Oh, the latte is $5. Oh, okay. Which I think is like ridiculous because like it's coffee and milk. How hard can it be? And yes, there's, there's the, there's the bean growers, there's the bean roasters, and then there's the baristas you have to pay. But still like, I think, I think, the expensive coffee is what might is much more extravagant than it has to be. Um, and so I think at my coffee shop, if I do have one, it would be pretty cheap. And it would like, I think one of the biggest things too is customer service. Um, and just like being, being like very, very intentional and warm with the customers. Um, and not treating them as customers, but more just like as friends or people. Um, and not just as like, uh, dollar signs or whatever, which I think a lot of coffee shops can do. <laughs> right. Um, and so while it would be awesome to have it on the coast and that's definitely like a dream of mine, um, I think it'd be really, really cool to find a place in a city where I can really reach out to the community and, and make a difference there. Um, kind of like origin did. Um, and then four score as well. Four score is awesome. So yeah. yeah. Have you, have you been to yeah. temple coffee in Sacramento? I have not. I've heard really, really good things about it, though. Okay, dude. I have only been in there once, but um, there the floor is like pennies. Oh, what? yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's yeah, crazy. I've seen places like that. I'm going to have to pull Bro. up a picture of this. Not that you can see it, but I, maybe I can put it in what the face. What the heck? Uh, dude, okay, and that's the thing. I just thought of that when you said like in an ur- urban area. Um, yeah, yeah. So and I was I've like, I was like there's some crazy. really creative things you could do. Especially right. with like the um, the w- with where you are, like where in the world yeah. you are, what city you're in, you could really sort of um, make it uh, reflect the culture and sort of the totally um, the the aesthetic of that city, which is yeah. super cool. Like um, I don't know why there's pennies in this coffee shop, um, but you know maybe it has something to do with I don't know Sacramento. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. All right, yeah. this is a really bad picture. But here's the uh, here here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the FaceTime. I don't know if you can see it, but that is the oh weird. Those are the pennies on the floor. Huh. That'd be the cool if you could if you could do like a design. If like they tried to do like a design. Oh right. totally but, um, yeah because because like how some are darker, are darker than others. Like yeah. if you try to like yeah. Yeah, there's so yeah. many things you can do with that, and then I I really love that. I, you know, just sort of uh, making comparable prices and and uh, better customer service right. than you get at a lot yeah. of places. Because like exactly. the whole Starbucks yeah. Dutch Bros thing is like, it's not supposed to be an experience. It's just a, it's just to get your coffee. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
so yeah which i think it's fine like people people view coffee in different ways and 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 i can say that i'm definitely like i kind of feel like a hypocrite in a lot of ways because i work at a craft coffee shop and then i come (laughs) home and make like a curate coffee i'm like i'm sorry guys um (laughs) but i mean like it just depends on what the mood is and what the direction and goal is but i think it's definitely more about like reaching out to people and kind of creating an experience that they won't forget because that's why people come back to poor choice honestly um like one because of the customer service hopefully um and then like two the drinks and the avocado toast because that's like the thing we're like most famous for really so yeah people people adore our avocado toast dude it it is so crazy just seeing the lines out that like the door like it gets so busy there like there's like i think i think on saturdays typically there's lines out the door like all morning it's 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 so crazy wow yeah yeah. i've been there a couple times i came that one time you were working um, yeah and that was on a saturday it took me forever to find a place to park in auburn uh and that's the that's the other part is like it is in like a really cool location like of auburn but it's also like the parking is awful (laughs) yeah there's nowhere to park um, yeah, parking is terrible. But it's, I know it's, it's like super yeah. cool though. Just that whole location. Dude, it's, it's like the it's so vibey. Thing, yeah. I, I know. Like yeah, coffee shop aesthetics are really cool. I, I know. I appreciate that. <laughs> also, I kind of forgot how 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 tall you were because <laughs> when you first walked in, I'm like, who? The, oh, that's Ethan. What the? And I'm yeah. like, oh shoot, yeah, he's tall. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Because it's it's kind of weird because I'm kind of used to being the tallest person. Um, but then my friends are growing taller. And then when you came to the volleyball game and gave me a hug, I'm like, oh, this is a very weird sensation to be like hugged by like <laughs> someone who's like almost a foot taller than me. I don't, I don't like this at all. Um, no, but yeah, you're, you're, you're crazy tall, man. I know. I know, dude. Dude, I, I, I can't tell you how many times at work people ask me about my height. Not like coworkers, really? but like customers. No, All dude, I've been with Ethan, and, like, that's happened so many times I can't even count, like, yeah. just being around him and hearing it. Yeah. I mean, oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like I can't get mad at them because they don't know me, and so they're, yeah. they're not doing it, obviously, to be mean or anything, but it's it's so annoying after a while. Right. It's just like, let it go. <laughs> yeah. But it's all right, you know? It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's you can't do yeah, anything like, about it, so you might as well embrace it, right? Like, right. man, you're so tall, you, sh- you should play basketball. And you're like, like I, I do. do. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. good idea. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. For sure. Uh, speaking of basketball. Oh. Segway. Uh, you you play basketball and volleyball, right? In the same I do. I do. Board? Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you guys just finished your volleyball season, right? We did. And it was my last volleyball season, which felt really weird, dude. Because I've been a part of that league for, like, six years which is so weird i started when i was 12 um and so wow. it's been an awesome ride um but yeah it's it's so weird i like so many like uh good memories from that place and it's so so sad <laughs> to leave it but yeah so uh do you have any plans to like continue your sports career not like necessarily for a college team but like just right after you go off to school and um i i definitely want to still be active and i want to definitely be on like an intramural team for sure um, i'm not sure if i want to pursue it like at a college level because that requires a lot of time um <laughs> and a lot of commitment um and i'm not sure if i'm good enough at either of them um but i think so i do prefer volleyball over basketball out of the two um and so i i might see if the place that i go to college after worldview at the abbey has a 
volleyball men's team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool that colleges are start are starting to make men's volleyball teams now. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I definitely still want to be involved in sports because sports are so so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think colleges have like a lot of intramurals too. Yeah, like clubs or something. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I got a coworker at work that uh, she coaches at Grand Canyon University. They have like oh a, dang, they just got like a men's volleyball team. Uh, like I think a year ago or so, and uh, yeah, she she coaches uh, or is, she's either head coach or an, probably an assistant coach um, for the for the men's volleyball team. But yeah, it's, it's definitely like popping up. I'm seeing it more. I know. Um, it's getting really popular. You're, dude, you're a really good volleyball player. Dude, thank uh, you, bro. Yeah, like I think you definitely could have a have a shot at college. Yeah, it's one of those things um, where like yeah. most like people think that getting scholarships or getting noticed by colleges is like really difficult. Um, but it's really not. It, it's it's really not. I mean, it depends on where you want to go to school, of course. Like, you don't want to necessarily be out in the middle of nowhere at, like, a school with right. like, 100 kids necessarily. I mean, maybe you are, but um, if, you know, there's lots of schools will, like, look at you for for lots of reasons. And, it, I mean, you may, you're not going to probably get into Harvard, but, like, who is? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. um, but it's it's definitely in a, a, an avenue that's, like, accessible. Right. Uh, it's just and, if you want I, it, you know. And I think, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that, that, that was it. That was all I said. Um, I think it's kind of funny because in our league, it's it's very ironic when people kind of become very proud of how good they are because we're a homeschool league. Um, and so when we go down to L.A. for a tournament, um, it's at a massive facility. And so we're in like one corner of that gym. Um, with our little homeschool like accolades or whatever, and then yeah. we walk down and see the public schoolers like absolutely like smashing the ball, and we're like, "Oh, right, we're homeschool." Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're we're really not that good. The reality um, check. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, like, just shut up, you little MVP man. And so, um, and so I think I think definitely I could have a shot at getting on the college team, um, but I think it's definitely important to come back to reality if if I do get like an, an MVP or something in our homeschool league, just realize that there are definitely people who are better than me. So like um, you won the championship. Well, there. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's two teams. No. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was in the championship, so. but it was a loser's bracket, but it still counts. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, won every game besides the last one, yeah, but dude, I mean, I don't know. I, I've kind of been there. I'm there all the time actually is where I'm just thinking like, I'm not good enough. Like no one, no one's going to care if I like do anything or whatever. I mean, you're tall. So that counts for something, dude. Like it's true. Yeah. Um, and you're like really good at basketball too. Like, uh, I've seen videos of you on like Instagram or whatever. Like, Oh yeah. You just like dominate, bro. It's just crazy. dude. Yeah. He's got a fan page, bro. (laughs) Dude, for real. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, it does take work, you know, like you said, it's, right. it's a lot of time and a lot of work, especially at the college level. Like you get there um, and it's, that takes up most of your life for right. yeah, the exactly. time you're there. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe you could play in the Olympics or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. You never know. You there never you know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what, what exactly do you do at, uh, at Worldview in Colorado? So, um, I think it's, it's a lot, um, let's see. So it's a lot of pouring into the Bible, um, which I think is one of the biggest reasons why I want to go. Cause I really want to grow in that area. Definitely. Um, and then 
also it's just a lot about just making friendships and just being really like deep with each other because one thing that I do like is that it's just a one-year program and it is a smaller program too and so I think one thing about big colleges that doesn't attract me is that I can't really have a, like a kind of one-on-one bond with my professor um, yeah. but I think at smaller colleges it really like lends itself to that kind of atmosphere um, and also with the students because we're like all in the same classes and so I think I can definitely make really, really godly friends that way. And that's one thing that yeah, totally. won't ever leave. Um, and so um, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. And so I think it's like a lot of uh, biblical things and then a lot of just like personal and like maturity things. Um, and then also like Colorado is insanely pretty. And so I think yeah. it'd be going on like tons of, of adventures and just going out um, like rafting and then hiking and just tons of stuff because it's a crazy cool state. Like it, it is, is it is probably the, one of the prettiest. So I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's so much to do there. Um, I know like hiking and biking and rafting. So, so cool. Yeah. It's amazing. My dad yeah. went to Boulder and, uh, and he, he lived up there and he said that was just like the best years of his Dang. life was when he was it in is Colorado. So cool. Yeah. Um, Dang. So that, that's super cool. And I, I, yeah. I, a lot of people feel the same way, but they like, don't like, do anything about it like they they feel like they're not really noticed or as a priority like for their professors or whatever but then like they just do it because they like want to be at whatever yeah exactly yeah yeah. but the same way that like not going to college is beneficial for some people going to a small college is also beneficial more beneficial than right yeah totally uh you know most people just want to go to college to like party or whatever so you know if you actually like value like getting something out of it, then it really shouldn't matter where you go if it's totally. a good school. So that's, that's, and really I think cool. one thing that kind of, so I, I think it's definitely like it has pros and cons. Um, but one of the big cons is it almost feels like I'm putting my life on hold for a year, which I don't want to do. That's true. Um, because that means I'll be in like college basically for like five years. If I do go to college after we'll be at the Abbey, which is a scary thought. But if, if I come out of that, like, all the wiser and all the better, then I think it's definitely worth it. Um, but it is a scary commitment, definitely like, uh, going to college, but I think worldview at the Abbey will really help me because like, I don't know what I want to do now. And so I don't want to be going to college, having no idea what I want to do and just change my major. Like, yeah, kind of right. Definitely. Exactly. Um, and just going to college because it's college and it's a thing to do. So I think it's going to help a lot. And it's not a waste of my time because I'm growing in a lot of areas that will like help me long term, which is really, really important. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm crazy pumped right now. So I we'll bet. see. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. maybe you want to take sort of like the avenue of like going into ministry. Like maybe, right. Maybe exactly. You figure that out while you're there. Yeah. Um, you maybe... I think, I, I think ministry has always scared me because that's like a big commitment and like a big. Definitely. And and honestly, like it's it's really important, and people definitely should go into ministry. And I think everyone is different. Um, but I don't know. I so so my dad has has encouraged me to go more the route of a counselor because I really care about people and I kind of like relate to them. Um, but then one thing that I do that's probably not healthy is I make people's problems my own problems um, really easily. And so I think that's what scares me about like counseling or ministry is like if I become like a youth pastor or like a pastor or a worship leader is people are going to come to me with their problems, you know? Um, and I'm, and I'm going to make their problems my own. And I think that's like a definitely like growing up thing to do, um, to, to kind of balance reality with, 
uh, loving people, but um, we'll see. But I think the, the route I want to go after worldview at the Abbey is more of a business direction um, because I can use business in like so many ways. Um, and there's not just one thing that I can do. So if I don't like one aspect of the business career after I'm out of college, then I can just switch. And that's not a big problem. Um, mm-hmm. cause business lends itself to so many things. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's really insightful. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a huge responsibility, you know, I know you have so many people looking to you. Uh, right. But, and then the other problem is you have people that are expecting you to basically be God. And it's like, right. <laughs> <hold on>. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, we'll, we'll fix that problem pastor. I'm like, well, I can't, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm human. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you figure that out while you're at worldview. Cause maybe it's yeah. something that you got to pray about or whatever. And then you right. sort of, you know, ask God to like lift the burden of other people's problems from you so right. that you can help other people. Dude, I totally see that in my life too sometimes is where yeah. um, I sort of get involved, um, you know, coming from a good place or whatever, but then it sort of like right. burdens me and it right, feels like exactly. my responsibility uh, when it really yeah. isn't. And so, totally. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, yeah. but that'll be, that'll be really exciting. I mean, I'm excited yeah. for you go and thank you, dude. experience Colorado um, and whatnot. And it's kind of funny because um, more on the counseling route. Um, I've, I've kind of had a bad experience with counseling or whatever, because I took a, I took a career planning class at Sierra college. Um, okay. and, and so the, the teacher was psycho, like <laughs> she was the weirdest professor ever. So this is kind of a tangent, but so the first day I walked into the class, like all the chairs are in a circle. And then when I walked in, she's like, come join the circle. There's positive energy here. I'm like, this grandma is so weird. Um, and so I, I joined the circle. And so like the first thing that we did was we complimented the person to our right. And we're just like, I, I was, I was so lost. I'm just like, how does this help me with my career and future? And so basically like the entire semester was us just like getting better self-esteem and working on like on being proud of ourselves and what we can do. And we barely ever worked on our career planning but she was a very good counselor. Um, and so that's what I kind of have in my head sometimes for, for, for counseling or whatever. And I'm like, I do not want to be like that scary grandma at Sierra college. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, but I think definitely counseling is one of the most important things that like Christians should go into. Um, because a lot of secular counselors are, are very like helpful. Um, but I think Christian counselors point, people with problems to the right place, um, which is like the Bible and God and stuff. And so I think, I think having that foundation and truth to come back to, not just what the world tells you will help, like, well, make sure you get outside, which is like true, or just like, make sure you have like a good, healthy habit and heart. And just like, no, like focus on others, focus on God and focus on like growing closer to him every day. Um, And so I think there's definitely like a hard balance between um, wanting to care about people and then like also just caring about yourself, um, and, and your own mental health because counseling can be like a very, very draining career. Um, but also a very rewarding one too. Um, and so it's definitely one to consider. Um, but I have a lot of options ahead of me, but yeah, it's crazy. For sure. That's super exciting. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think at least for me, like I've never like needed counseling for anything. Right. Uh, but it's like such a valuable avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Just to know that's there. It. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
uh, especially at school, like, I don't use my counselor for, like, really anything except every year when we have to, like, pick our new classes or whatever. Gotcha, but, yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, those counselors, like, should be there for people that do need it. Uh, right. Because there are a lot of kids out there who need, even a lot of adults, too, that need help. Totally. Um, would, would you, <laughs> this is kind of a weird question, but, like, would you ever consider, like, going into, like, marriage counseling? That is a good question. Uh, not right now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Why not start now, man? Never, uh, exactly. You're never too young. You're never too young. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, um, no, but I think I think it would be really cool. Um, but it would be like a huge responsibility. Um, but I think it would be very, very fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be really – so I think – I think being a youth pastor and kind of like counseling people that way, like being there for young kids has really appealed to me because I, I love little kids. Um, and so I think that, that, that definitely does, does appeal to me. Um, but I'm saving that it'd be weird to flip. call myself no, a counselor. Uh, no, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> I love little kids. That's what I'm so I was going to say. No. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's, it's important to like, to focus on, that that kids have needs and problems Definitely. um and so well that sentence sounded really creepy i think it's it's, <laughs> it's important to just yeah um anyway but i i i think that counseling is definitely an option and marriage counseling could be something in the future um but we'll see i think it's just the kind of scariness of taking people's problems and trying to help them through it because i have my own problems i need to work on but right. yeah yeah, I think yeah. marriage counseling for me is like the scariest because uh, it's it's one of the, either marriage counseling or like crisis counseling where it's like people that are right like depressed or whatever. Because uh, like, that's a lot of pressure on you too. Exactly, just yeah. like yeah, <laughs> dude. And even if you're not making their problems your own, it like it's so stressful and like it really is like a downer on you. Right. You know? Like marriage yeah. counseling. Can you imagine, like, every day having to hear about, like, some of the horrible things in people's marriages? Like, fighting and stuff. It just, uh, and it's just, yeah. like, it's so, it's kind of toxic. I mean, if you, if you heard that in any other, um, you know, any other, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, any other, um, like, avenue or any other. Setting or whatever. Yeah, situation. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. It would, it would sound, it would, it would, it would be, like, horrible. It'd be, like, this is, this right. is bad. Like, I don't need to hear this. But, yeah. I guess. If people do have that unique ability to help other people, uh, right? But I mean, yeah, marriage counseling for me would be would be a lot. Be so tough for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, dude. What if you opened a coffee shop on your at your church? That so a ton of churches have done that, like with that marriage theory. counseling, uh, with, <laughs> with with marriage counseling and kid counseling, coffee and counseling. No. marriage counseling with coffee. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> oh gosh, that'd be. I mean. Oh, that sounds really cringe, um, but but I mean like I think I think uh, churches that do that can definitely like find and reach out to people that do have problems. Um, like Destiny does that, and then uh, one other place I forget where it does. Um, but I think one thing that can happen is the coffee is awful, and but but people are are are, are just trying to be like loving because yeah. like. Destiny Coffee is not the best coffee shop ever. Really, um, they really do try, um, but and that's nice all that matters, people. though. Huh? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> well, I can see their love. <laughs> um, a for effort, no. right? Um, but I, 
I think it's it's hard to find a way to to mix good coffee and 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 good customer service and also like spreading God's love in like in one environment, you know. So sure, yeah, I don't know. It's, Do you, it's tricky. So you go to Destiny? No, I don't. No, I oh, don't. Okay, okay. Um, I've, that's why I fucking crap. I've just been to, yeah, right. I, I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have no ties there, so coffee sucked. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, can't burn a bridge if I don't got a bridge to burn. Exactly, <laughs> brother. He's like, that's well, great. over at my church, coffee's actually pretty good. So actually, our church's coffee is really bad too. But <laughs> you don't need to say the name. We'll, we'll keep. Okay, you. we'll protect you. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that's that's the thing. I feel like a lot of churches are opening up coffee shops I and mean, it's like a thing right now. i think it's like a yeah. trendy thing it's like a new it's like the, yeah. 20, the 21st century church uh it's like the new you know all everyone wears like the new tiktok girl thing <laughs> oh it is honestly it's just like everyone wears skinny like ripped jeans okay like, extra I, long shirts oh my gosh <laughs> and oh my gosh i could i could rant so hard right now but you know i'm just gonna I'm, i mean Go off, go Dude, off. Hey, this is what we're I mean, here it's for. like go for it. Let's like people, it. like churches who try to be trendy, just make like just make me so embarrassed. Like guys, like Christians can be trendy, but that's like not what we are trying to do. And when like Christians try to be trendy, it just ends up making everyone look stupid. Just like, <laughs> like stop wearing like skinny gum, that boot cut ones more. You know, just like, <laughs> oh, it's it's so, so I don't know. Just yeah. I think I think it should be more about like what's what's inside and not outside a lot of the time but 100 mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah but i mean it's it, like you can point to all the stereotypes of like most modern churches exactly like the worship pastor wears like the extra long shirt and then it's like <laughs> Dude, for real though they, they, they always have like long hair or one of them has like super long hair and yeah it's a guy. exactly like but, a nose ring maybe the... <laughs> oh <laughs> and tattoos yeah okay. maybe that's like a musician thing though because I feel like yeah, a lot of musicians yeah, guys have like hair. the worship leader or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then there's uh oh shoot, there's definitely more. There's gotta be more. Uh well I mean like Lincoln Brewster with his mohawk or whatever, you know. Just, there you go. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I mean there's there's a lot of options, dude. It sounds like you got yeah. you got a lot of different pathways that you could you could yeah. go. But, I'm really excited. I bet, yeah. So yeah. you're 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 in your senior year, right? You're winding. Down. I am. This is uh, my last semester of high school. How does that feel? Really weird. Right. Um, I I don't think I even really fully know what it means yet because mm-hmm. I've always been like, well, it's a long way off. Even when I was a junior, I'm just like, yep, it's the one more year, and then like, oh, I am a senior now, <laughs> so I'm, that means I have to get my big boy pants on and just be like a yeah. be a senior. But I don't know. I think. I think it's definitely a good thing um, because I think it's just good to be more independent and just get on with my life. Um, but it is scary because I think I'm just used to being in high school because I don't know. I well, obviously I've I've always been kind of just the kind of like little brother and always the kind of like little kid. Um, but now I kind of have to grow up fast, um, and so. It, it is scary, um, but I'm really excited because it's a really awesome time to grow and change Definitely. and become my own person, basically. Um, but I don't know. I think I think it definitely it it needs a lot of wisdom and a lot of maturity to just like go slow through through this transition because like one thing that I think can happen is 
um, I'm, I'm so focused on being independent and not being at home that I kind of miss all the good opportunities I can have and, and all the good connections I can make um, at college and just go there for the reason to be independent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think it's important to know why I'm going to college and why I'm going away um, because there's pros and cons of staying and leaving. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really surreal that I'm done with high school basically. Um, and I think it won't really hit me until like graduation stuff starts. Um, because then that'll be really, really weird. Um, we had our graduation, like, or our, 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 uh, graduating class meeting like a few months ago and that made it like a little more real. Yeah. Um, but it still felt a little weird because like we're homeschoolers. And so like having a graduation just seems really like overblown and way too official for, uh-huh. homeschoolers but um but i think it still made it more real and so also with covid it's gonna be really really strange to graduate yeah. um because it's gonna be like really really small or whatever but there's like a little avatar of you like on the screen like rocking <laughs> exactly like you here's alex yeah exactly um no but yeah i'm 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 crazy nervous but I think it's a really, really good kind of nervous because it's like a new chapter in my life. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a huge step. I think, I mean, it's I crazy to think a lot of my closest friends are going to be gone in like five months. That's so weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Dang, that's dude. crazy, dude. I, I yeah. feel like I have, um, I feel like senior year for me next year is going to be, going to be weird because uh, yeah. people are going to be gone and I'm going to be. I right. Know. I mean, obviously I still got my close friends like Chase and stuff that are my age, but uh, yeah. I got a friend who's going off to the military next month. Dang. Uh, and it's, it's all kind of happened so fast. Like he, uh, he, he like just like a month or two ago, he was really like called, he felt called to join the Marines. So he's going to the Marines. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. The Marines are intense, dude. Really? Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Really intense. Um, but you know, it'll, it'll be exciting. Um, yeah. How, how has your senior year been with COVID? Yeah, it's, it's been weird. Um, I think so for one, I hate online college or like school and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. because I, while I don't like, like being vulnerable in a classroom, I much prefer that than having like to stare at a computer screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think it's a lot more important to be in person because then you actually feel the need to do the homework. Whereas, like, <laughs> if you have it online, then it's like, well, they won't, they can't really punish me if I don't do the work right now. Um, but it's like, way. yeah, they can. <laughs> it, it's just like it's it's so weird. And then with like, so I took uh, voice last semester, which was a big mistake because like voice is like how how can that be an online class? You know. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. so for one, the teacher really didn't like show up or i mean she she did show up but like it was obvious that she didn't know what she was doing and everything was so weird and we sent videos of us singing and it was very uncomfortable and i didn't learn anything and so that's something that i want to avoid this year like i do not want to do online college i want to be in person and i want to like make sure that that happens but i think this semester that i just finished um it it was different but i had some in-person classes and that was really good I think I think it's important just to like kind of realize that people are still alive out there, um, and and to have that connection. Um, but but it was a good it was, 
it was a good senior year. I think volleyball made it a lot better um, sure. because volleyball has been kind of ingrained in me. But it was very sad not to go to L.A. because that also has been ingrained um, because for the past two years, we've we've won the tournament down there. And so that's been like a very, very high point. And so not to go was very, very sad. But we yeah. did win the tournament up here, but it didn't feel the same at all because mm-hmm. like we weren't down in L.A. and for at that sure. huge facility. But um, but so far, it's been an awesome senior year. Um, I couldn't really know any different because, like, while people have had different senior years, um, I don't know. I, it's it's my senior year, so it feels, I guess, normal in a way, which is weird. Um, but I'm hoping that this next semester is better um, and and more in person. And I'm hoping that the graduation can be somewhat normal. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I really don't don't know what's going to be like in May or June or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, it's sad, but like at the same time, like it's a huge learning experience for everyone. So it is like people are growing so much out of this. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, huge perspective on things too. I know. Huge. I know. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, Yeah. I'm hoping for our senior next year that it's, uh, we get, we get some, uh, some normalcy, especially for you too. You'll be in Colorado. Hopefully that looks good. You know, you can. Yeah. Enjoy yourself yeah, more seriously. than a kid with just COVID. So I know. It's like yeah, I'm I'm really hoping stuff lightens up and stuff becomes better because like COVID at college is just like the weirdest thing because college is all about like community. Yeah. Um and not just about doing school, which is like weird because college is school, but it's more about like making memories and, and like having friends and doing things together. It feels like um and so I don't know, there's I, I'm I'm really really hoping that things are better when I go to college, but I'm I'm really not <laughs> that optimistic about it. But we'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. With yeah, Biden, totally. anything is possible. <laughs> a- a- anything and everything. Uh, I, oh. <laughs> but uh, dude, I I have like so many like coworkers and stuff that had to be home for college this year, Dang, and they're dude. just like it's just weird, you know? Like they were yeah. Um, you know, I got, I got one, uh, friend at work and she was saying like, uh, she was at San Diego state and then COVID hit and they told him, okay, you got 24 hours to find a place to go and you got to leave. You got to be out. What? And they were like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Oh my gosh. Um, and that was like before they canceled like school for the whole year. It was just like, that is insane. it was just like, we got to take a break. So like you guys got to leave. <sighs> Yeah, that's, that's so when awkward. Motel Six made all their money. <laughs> dude, for real though. Yeah, especially in San Diego, oh. dude. <laughs> but, oh, dude, they're making it rich now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but but like, dude, it's just it turned everyone upside down. I know. Um, and it sucks crazy. because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been obviously thinking about everyone in high school and how their high school experience was ruined, but like college even more so. You know, like I, don't I know, about that, yeah. People in college really got screwed over because they had to pay a lot of money to be there. Yeah, like we get we get get our education for free. I mean, I don't know how it works for homeschool, but like for us, just public education. So, right. We, I mean, I guess we missed out on a lot of fun stuff, but you know, we're not out any money necessarily. So, exactly. You know, that's crazy. It'd be interesting. It's really weird to see what happens. Yeah. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on the show today. Dude, yeah. guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, guys. It's been awesome. Of course, of course dude. Anytime, you. you are welcome on the Think Tank podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate of it. All right. Yeah, so yeah, Alex. Bro, you got a...
Okay, Any uh, social medias or something, man? Just plug them uh, all. Yeah. I already shouted out S- with the podcast. But... Yeah. Um, so my own personal uh, Instagram is Alex E. Hilton. Um, and then Tidbits to Show is literally Tidbits to Show. Um, and then I might be coming out. So I don't want to give too many spoilers, oh, but shoot. I'm working on a project right now okay. um, that, that could be really, really big. We'll see. Um, I don't know. But I... I will take. I'll I'll be sure to tell you guys what it is um, before February, hopefully, um, because I've been working on it for about a month now, and I texted Ethan some some stuff about it. Okay. Um, it was it was those questions, Ethan, or whatever. So oh, yeah, for sure. people have like no idea what it is. So I'm I'm trying to keep it that way, but hopefully it's a it's a big hit. So we'll see. But wait for it, man. Wait for it. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. I'm I'm stoked. I'm interested yeah. to see what it's gonna be because the questions, like, I don't know if it's in relation to your podcast or if it's in relation to just you in general. But I'm I'm we'll curious because you sent me those a while ago and I answered them. Right, like, exactly. For <laughs> um, I've I've done seven people's uh things so far. So okay, uh, um, we'll see what it is, man. But I'm I'm cra- I'm crazy stoked about it, and so stay tuned um and tidbits will be having a few more episodes in the next few weeks um yeah and then, follow yeah. subscribe heck yeah heck yeah awesome well Sweet guys um, thank you bros thank of you of course yeah uh don't forget this episode is brought to you by anchor it is the easiest and quickest way to make a podcast for free um you heard the ad at the beginning of the episode but uh you can just go to anchor.fm and get started on making your own podcast today so you can be as cool as chase alex and i uh, no gap. <laughs> so head on over to anchor.fm. Um, I'm Ethan Finn. I'm Chase Sanchez. And thanks for listening to the Think Tank. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Think Tank. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram using a link in the show notes. Our intro and outro music is recorded by Corbin Finn. See you next time.